Welcome to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo, and I hope you join us for the conclusion of this fascinating sermon on David's numbering of Israel and Judah. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been teaching from 2 Samuel chapter 24 as part of a larger, in-depth Bible series he entitled Heavenly Authority. When we left off, Pastor Greg had read verse 24, where David purchases the threshing floor of Arona, also called Ornan the Jebusite, on Mount Moriah, after receiving instructions from the prophet Gad. Moriah is in the area of Jerusalem, where Abraham knew God would provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering. David is to build an altar to the Lord on this site. Let's return to the Sunday message. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And the threshing floor, the threshing sledge area, some feel that's about a 30 to 40 foot area. It's a small area. Here David buys the, the sledge, he buys the oxen, and he gives 50 shekels of silver. In First Chronicle, he buys the whole place, the whole area, the whole land of this, around this threshing sledge that Ornan owns of Mount Moriah for the site of the temple, and that costs 600 shekels of gold. This is for the small threshing floor, the immediate sacrifice. Then David buys the whole area for 600 shekels of gold. There's a price that has to be paid. But how he's trying to stop a plague here, how do you stop the sin of mankind eternally? How do you pay for the sins of mankind that lead to eternal punishment? The answer is in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 17. Peter says, And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you are not redeemed, you are not purchased with corruptible things like silver or gold, the way David buys this threshing floor from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with, you were purchased with, verse 19, the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's how you make eternal purchase. That's how we're bought back to God. He buys us back to him. He pays the price for our sins. It is provided in this place, God will provide himself a lamb. He purchases us back to him through the precious, the precious blood of Christ. Verse 25, And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land, and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. This will become this area, Mount Moriah. It was a valuable piece of real estate back then. It will become the most valuable piece of real estate even to today. 
Let's go quickly back to uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Verse 18, Therefore the angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go and erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. So David went up at the word of Gad, which he had spoken in the name of the Lord. So now we read here that the angel of the Lord is the one that brings the message to Gad. Uh, verse 20, now Ornan turned and saw the angel. So God not only opens David's eyes, he opens Ornan's eyes. And his four sons who were with him hid themselves, but Ornan continued threshing wheat. He's got to be some character, this Ornan, that he sees this huge angel with a sword and he keeps on going threshing the wheat. So David came, just as before. Ornan looks and sees David. He goes out from the threshing floor. He bows before David. David says to Ornan, grant me the place on this threshing floor that I may build an altar on it to the Lord. You shall grant it to me at full price that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. The full price. Ornan again says he's going to give it to David. David says in verse 24, no, I will surely buy it for the full price. For I will not take what is yours for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings with that which costs me nothing. So David gave Ornan 600 shekels of gold by weight for the place, the entire place. And David, verse 26, built an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on the Lord, and he answered him from heaven by fire on the altar of the burnt offering. A very dramatic event. It reminds us back to Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24, when they're ordaining Aaron and his sons, and the sacrifice of fire comes down from heaven. Here it happens again. That's how important the site is. A dramatic event. Verse 27, so the Lord commanded the angel, and he returned his sword to its sheath. He puts it back. At that time when David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite, he sacrificed there. So this becomes the place that David makes his regular sacrifices. For the tabernacle of the Lord and the altar of burnt offerings, which Moses had made in the wilderness, were at that time at the high place in Gibeon. You read, if you look back, if you want to see it later on, in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 1, Prior to this, David has brought the ark up to Jerusalem. But then you read in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 down in verse 37 and verse 39 that everything else, all the rest of the tabernacle that Moses made, which is becoming quite ancient now, stays in Gibeon. And in Gibeon, is that's where Zadok, the priest, is. And that's where they would go uh, to inquire of God at the high place where they would keep the other parts of the tabernacle. So the ark is in Jerusalem. We read about how the ark came to Jerusalem. But the rest of the tabernacle is over in Gibeon. And David's afraid he would not go, verse 30, but David would not go before to inquire of it of God, for he was afraid of the sword of the angel of the Lord. He has priests ministering in Jerusalem. You'll read this in 1 Chronicles 16, around the ark. And he has priests ministering over in Gibeon. You read that at the end of chapter 16, around the remnants of the tabernacle. But he's afraid to go any longer to Gibeon because he sees the angel of the Lord, the sword of the Lord, at this threshing floor of Ornan in Jerusalem. This becomes now the site. This becomes the one place that was prophesied by Moses. 
And so it says in chapter 22, verse 1, Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of burnt offerings for Israel, this place. And in verse 6 it says, Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. This will be the place that Solomon builds the temple. As we close here, I'd like you to consider a couple of thoughts. The sword of that angel. Back in Genesis, remember, when Adam and Eve are removed, kicked out for sin from the Garden of Eden, from paradise. What do we read? We read that in chapter 3, verse 24, that God drove out the man and he placed cherubim, angels, at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to God, the way to the tree of life. That sword again. And the only way that sword is put back in the sheath, the only way we pass back into paradise, the only way we have access to the most holy place is through the sacrifice of Jesus. The sword goes back in the sheath and we are reconciled unto God. And about Moriah, I'd like you just to listen to this scripture in Zechariah chapter 13 at the end of the Old Testament. In verse 6 it says, And one will say to him, What are these wounds between your hands? And he will answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. This is in the Old Testament. Hundreds of years before Jesus lived, there would be this one that would be wounded in the hands in the house of his friends. And then it says, Awake, O sword, the sword of God. God the Father calls for the sword against my shepherd, the good shepherd, against the man who is my companion, the beloved of God, says the Lord of hosts, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And he was abandoned by all. In that area of Moriah, in that temple, where he taught, people came and were healed and demons were driven out. The Sanhedrin would meet and declare him a blasphemer and hand them over to the Romans. And right adjacent to the temple area, there's Fortress Antonia. The Romans built a fortress right there by Mount Moriah, the Praetorium. And he would be taken there and he would be scourged. And he would be led out to be crucified outside the city. They would put the wood of the sacrifice upon him. And as though the chief priest was laying hands upon him to say, this is the sacrifice, this is the Lamb of God, in that place, it, salvation, for all eternity, it was provided. You know, that threshing floor is a place where they do what? They take the wheat and they remove the outer covering and all the other parts, and they separate the wheat from the chaff. And at Moriah, there is an event in all history that separates the wheat from the chaff. How you react, what you say to the son of Judah, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the son of God. What you say about Jesus, who Jesus is, determines whether we have eternity with God, whether we go back through that sword to the paradise, or whether we're the chaff to have eternity apart from God, all eternity without the Father. The last scripture I'll read you is the words of John the Baptist. 
himself a descendant of the priests. He said in chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, in verse 11, he says, I, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Heavenly Father, we pray today that we indeed would be wheat, that we would be those who spend eternity with you as we recognize the work that can only be done by Jesus of Nazareth. Father, convict this world to know that there is a punishment, that there is a fire, unquenchable fire for the chaff, but that, Lord, you created that place for the devil and his angels, that you desire no man, no woman to go to that place. Father, reach out with your Holy Spirit to touch, to woo, to bring men and women to Jesus Christ, that they might have eternal salvation that you have provided. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. You can always write to us at Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you seek and serve Him.